music that doesn't exist. More added in post. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. We did not just fight about <laughs> how to do an intro to this podcast. No, that would never happen. <laughs> never. Not in a million years. Um, So, yeah, this is our uh, first actual podcast we've done a couple episodes that we put up and then we took down because we decided that we hated the idea that we came up with we're really good at coming up with ideas we don't actually want to follow through on yeah i think this is what our fourth iteration of a attempt at podcasting i think so like we've tried several times like the first one was let's just tell our story the second one was your idea which was reviewing books and stuff yeah which we never got through doing um because we were like eh, it's not gonna work so yeah so we didn't end up doing any of those ideas nope but we've wanted to do a podcast because the idea of podcasting appeals to us both yeah which is great like I i love i think the thing is like we'll be sitting in the car having a conversation and i'm like man if people could just see the way that we talk because i feel like because in public i am the loud one Yes. And you don't really talk that much. Correct. But when you get us alone. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Well, no, I think it's becoming more frequent. I personally think it's becoming more frequent because I'm yeah. like, wow. That's true. I can't get Nathaniel to shut up right now and I want to sleep. <laughs> oh, come on. That is way more off in the reverse. It is true that it's in the reverse, but the fact that it's happening okay. is That's kind fair. of abnormal. There will be times where you're like, yeah, and this and this and this. And I'm like, that's so great. And I'm like, just trying my hardest to be in the conversation. Now you know how I feel oh, all the I time. Oh, I know how you feel. I've done that before. It's not like I'm unaware. Anyway, so yeah. So we tried to do lots of podcasts or have podcast ideas. And I think we just didn't know ourselves very well. I think we were struggling to translate into something that we could both get behind is more of the issue. Right, but I think that the like translating it into something we could both get behind, I feel like also falls under the category of knowing ourselves. Yeah, and I guess that's true. So, I guess yeah. I was thinking it was about our dynamic versus knowing ourselves so much. Right, but our dynamic is we can talk crap about crap, not talk crap. <laughs> We're pretty good at talking crap, too. <laughs> um. We can talk about crap a lot, but it doesn't always, like, it's not a specific thing. And so knowing that, because I think that we thought that we could talk about whatever. Right. And we'd be fine. And that's not true. We that Oh, gosh. I mixed myself up. We can talk about whatever, but it can't be, like... Like, oh, hey, we're just going to talk about just books or just movies. Right. Or... It, it needs to be more free form. Yes. We because to... otherwise, because our conversations can go from talking about the economy to, hey, what's your school schedule going to be like next semester? <laughs> like that that's kind of a, thing. That's a very frequent co- topic of conversation. So, yeah. Anyway, so to kick us off. Nathaniel, what is something you thought about today that's been really in-depth? 
really in depth. Uh, I feel like you talk about a lot of in depth things. You just won't tell people about it. I I think you overestimate the your power intensity of my brain waves. Um, most of what I've thought about today is just trying to decide what we're doing about my school schedule, which is interesting. If anybody knows Nathaniel, he's started out wanting to do technical writing. Yep. And then you realize you're like, nope, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I was going to go into technical writing with like an emphasis in engineering to like, I don't know. My thought was I'd like write manuals or whatever to to help explain some of that engineer speak. Um, And then I got into school a little ways and took a couple of English classes and like, you know what I really, really, really hate? Writing things when there's a deadline. <laughs> like, I love writing if I can just do it at my own pace. When there's a deadline, it sucks. It does. I don't want to be doing this as a career. This would be the worst thing ever. Right. <laughs> and then oh. I I went into engineering, or part of the way. I got my associate's degree. And otherwise, like, it was pretty... Like, I I would love to still be kind of career woman, but also at the same time, my heart is at home because I know that that's where I can make the difference that needs to be made, right? And so I'm not as pulled towards being in, um, in the workforce and everything where some women really just feel the need to be out there. That's just not me. That's not my true desire and so i converted you to engineering (laughs) yeah converted me to full-on engineering along with a healthy dose of actually uh succeeding in math for the first time since algebra started yeah and that really boosted your confidence because you're like oh wow something that i absolutely could not do i can now do yeah I, i liked addition and subtraction and multiplication and division wasn't that bad and then they started throwing letters in there, and I was like, forget math. You're like, this is so dumb. <laughs> this is the worst ever. You're like, my favorite topic, English, is now being defiled by math. <laughs> That's so, right. Um, so then, last year, we were having a conversation about... So, I transferred into mechanical engineering. Yeah, you saw... Just okay. for a little bit of clar- clarity about what I... Because there's a lot of engineering... And I decided to go with mechanical. Yes. And I've been pursuing mechanical uh, at this point a lot of the way through it. Yeah. And which has been, it's been great. I feel like it's been great because I've been able to live vicariously through you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, I just love this. So he would like come home when he was going through physics classes that I had already gone through. And he's like, I don't understand this. And I'm like, well, let's walk through it. And so we'd walk through it and we'd like visualize things together. And that's when we kind of started. That's not when we started to notice that this maybe wasn't the best path for you. But But we noticed some of the challenges I might have on this. Yeah, because you are not a visual thinker. Not at all. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yeah, I'll look at his space and I'm like, yeah, that thing will fit, this dresser will fit in this space. And Nathaniel's like, I don't think so. Or or he'll say, I don't think, I think it's too small or too big. Yeah. And occasionally you are correct. Like there there are moments where like I do not have. And honestly, those moments are increasing as I've gone through these courses and and trained my brain a little bit more. It's where you you can learn it, right? 
it's, a, it's not... a learned skill, but it's one that also doesn't come naturally to me, which can present some problems in a field where it requires a lot of that virtual spatial reasoning. Right, because which class is it? Is it? It's a solid mechanics, solid mechanics class. That's what it is. Yeah. And so it's great until you have to visualize stuff a lot. And so if it's purely math, yeah, math, math has a is, lot of rules. The math is stuff, fine these days. Which we were discussing just the other day that it's like math kind of has a specific subset of rules. And so you can't like you can't force it to do much anything outside of its box. Like it's got very right. strict parameters, which is very once much. You, once you understand the rules, then it's easy to understand what the math is doing. Which is very much your style of like, tell me the rules and I will just plug away at this thing. Yes. And so then that goes to last year. That Was that your first semester at the university? Yes. Yeah. So, But I want to say we were talking about it in the spring. So I'd been there already one like one and a half semesters i feel like you were still mostly at home at that point though oh, maybe maybe so because it's when you were taking you were having to do i think it's when you were in solidworks and i was talking about this is why you wouldn't this is why you wouldn't do go into something like software engineering or computer oh, science yeah because i couldn't let the solidworks homework be yeah, like, so SolidWorks, he would have these problems where you have to, like, model a skateboard, or and they give you, like, a picture to go off of, and for him, like, he would sit down, and you would just work and work and work and work and work, and I'm like, babe, you have to stop. Like, there is no, like, you just have to set a boundary and everything, and I feel so weird saying that, because that's what all the the influencers say you gotta set boundaries <laughs> but it's true it's like well, a cliche boundaries existed long before influencers i know did. i know this but it's just it's a hot topic right now kind of, right or, i don't know if that's the way to say it it's a the trendy yeah the trendy gotta set boundaries that's because social media has made boundaries so invisible for so long that it's kind of coming back into the limelight right which is true yeah i hadn't even thought about that um Anyway, so we were talking about setting boundaries, and I said, you had mentioned something about doing, in the midst of all that, there was this comment I think you made that was something along the lines of, I think I really would have liked software engineering or computer science or something like that. And then I rebutted that with, I think you would have done really well, but I think you would have had a really hard time putting down problems because it can be very much a you can take your work home with you kind of a job. Yeah, I actually think it wasn't SolidWorks that was the problem. It was the coding class I was taking that same semester. Oh, oh, oh I think oh. I kept getting, like, all I could think about was the code I needed to write. Yeah, and like, kept, you'd be I sitting at dinner and then you're, and you'd be like, oh, I know how to do that. And I'm like, don't you dare go sit down at your computer. <laughs> right. Gonna, I'm going to hit you. Not for reals. I'm not going to actually hit you, but mentally I'm going to like smack your face. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just, it was difficult. So I made that comment and then now here a year later. Yeah. What, a year what, later, what and a year event? and a half from finishing mechanical engineering. Um, well, it's a, it's a combination of events. The, it, I guess it was initial, like the thought was jump started by, a 
I guess, a potential opportunity I saw that is very software engineering oriented that was the the first time I'd gotten really excited about the possibility of working somewhere or on something. And it made me realize that I'm not excited so much by mechanical engineering concepts. I'm excited when I have this like this opportunity to work with technology and trying to improve how technology functions. Right, which is like a basic function of mechanical engineering, but the way that mechanical engineers do it versus the way like a software engineer or computer scientist would do it. Right, because I'm I'm more interested in the internal part of making it better, the technology better versus right. improving the design or the function in that ma- in the of the materials themselves. Right, cuz the building of like structures or like like I don't feel like cars have ever really interested in interested you. No. Like and they haven't really interested me either, but I'm also not <laughs> like I've never been interested by those things. I I'm interested in how they work. You're often interested in the mechanics of how something works. Right. I'm like, "Whoa, how does that work?" Like I remember learning the first time like a piston, like how a piston works and stuff like that. And then like now as an adult, like it clicks even more. I'm like, oh, every single time that happens, like I understand how that moves. And then now as an adult, like the rotary engine, why it's so amazing and why it's so effective, you know, kind of a thing. And so it's, um, that has always interested me, but for you, it is not. No, um, it's not nearly as interesting. I'm, I get way more interested and excited by how, how things like websites and like family history. Yeah, and stuff are put together and how they operate. And so that that realization coupled with this mechanical uh solid mechanics, excuse me, solid mechanics class that's the first real You can call out who the person was. <laughs> well, it's not the not about the person. It was just I don't know, I feel weird talking about the specifics of it. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, but the the solid mechanics class is the first real mechanical engineering specific class that I've I've taken so far. Um, this and the solid and dynamics class I took last semester, which was also a bit of a struggle for me to to think through. And it's just the the more I've done these mechanical engineering classes that are really what your typical mechanical engineer is going to be doing, the more I've realized how little interest I have in those concepts. I enjoy engineering and I've loved all of the like science and physics and all the stuff I've learned. Right. Which I think is a, a fundamental part of, just science in general and a lot of people would argue that like computers are not science or whatever but I'm like eh, like it, there's a science to it and everything the way that it operates and stuff like that and it's that discovery right it's like oh, I figured out why this action happens right. when we like drop a ball kind of a thing yeah. like I remember in physics with a we have a teacher that basically all of our family has taken from at this point, or at least those that are going into engineering have taken from at this point. And she has the famous like ball toss. Right. Um, what do we call that? Problem. Problems. A problem or whatever. Where yeah. she's like, okay, I'm 
I'm just dropping the ball right now and everything. And we're going to assume these things about the problem and everything. And then sometimes she's like, okay, now I'm going to throw the ball down. Now, how does that differ? And it's this simple problem, but it, you learn so much from it. Right. And it doesn't have to be complex and it's way better than learning from a textbook. I've heard so many people hate, they're like, I hate physics because of this and this and this. And I'm like, if you went and learned from this lady, she would change your mind. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Physics is awesome. Um, and so just the, and I, I have, I've really enjoyed the things that I've learned in the course of this, this journey as I've changed to engineering and everything. Um, and for the most part, I've really enjoyed everything that I've learned, but because of this combination of things, I think if it if it hadn't been for the the realization that software like software engineering things were more exciting for me, I would have just continued on the path of mechanical engineering because I enjoyed the majority of things. In my mind, it was just a couple of things that I was struggling with. But right. they're really kind of the core essence of mechanical engineering that I'm struggling with. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. It's just like, I love everything about mechanical engineering, but... Except the for the mechanical part. part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the mechanical part. Uh, what I, what engineering, I love... Awesome. Engineering is great. Mechanical? Uh-uh. Well, and that's what I love to tell people, right, is that everybody's an engineer uh, in their own respect. Everybody just engineers something different right right? like mothers are engineers we have accountants who are engineers of numbers and systems and stuff like that right everybody's an engineer that maybe that sounds weird to you i don't know no sorry i was looking at something else that's my bad i'd be like don't make face (laughs) with it no um i agree with everything you said okay i'm like oh no oh he's not validating me i what am i gonna do um anyway i so i think everybody's an engineer and that the essence of being an engineer is creating and building things. And when you look at engineering from that perspective, everybody is an engineer. Kind of like how everybody says everybody's an artist, right? Everybody's an artist. Everybody's like this thing or whatever. Anyway, I think my biggest takeaway from this whole experience is that timing is everything and that God is in the details. Yeah. Because literally, as I was sitting here listening to you, I was like, you happened upon the thing from, I'm just going to say it, Dustin from... Uh, smarter, smarter every day, day. Uh-huh. and everything and talking about his building a new safer internet yep and that happened and i kind of said kind of in a throwaway comment but like serious but knowing that the answer was probably going to be no saying do you need to go back through and get your software engineering degree and you're like no 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 but then both of us independently were like but what if you do what if you do need to go back? And reoccurring thoughts is always something that I'm very mindful of. I'm like, if I keep thinking about this usually, and there's not anxiety with it, right? Right. If, if I can't a shake a thought. Right. If Especially a thought like this where I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. It's going to make my life harder. There's no reason that I really should. Right. And it and just I, keeps coming back. I want to let go of it, but it just keeps kind of coming back. That's usually an indicator that it's it's from God versus just my right. own my own. The Holy Ghost is like... Guess what? I know that we've already done this before, but but it's gonna be so much better if you do it this way. So, and we thought like, well, why why not like last year? But we weren't when we in a place. About it. <laughs> yeah, we weren't in a place to really know that. And well, in a year ago, I wasn't good at boundaries. 
No, you were And weren't. the last year, I've learned a lot about separating the like, different even in your aspects work of my life. in real estate, right? Like, you're a real estate agent, and it's so much easier now for you to be like, okay, I'm going to do this after dinner instead of doing it through dinner kind of a thing. And it's like, I, I'm sure there's tons of people who'd be like, oh, yeah, duh, that's obvious. But until you're in it, it's not as easy as it right. seems. Right. Well, and it's about how your brain processes too, right? I tend to be very task hyper-focused, I think is almost what, how, what I would say about it. Hyper-focused. Once, kind of... once I know something needs to be done, right. I need to get it done. That's what my brain tells me is I just I need to get this done because it has to get done and I need to get it done. And because that's what my brain is thinking, it's hard for me to step back and be like, but it doesn't have to be done now. I think that you saying that now also makes me think of number one, because he is like, it has to be done. If it's not done, the world is going to fall apart in his young child mind. That's what that means. Right. And everything. Whereas like number two, number three, they're like, whatever and everything but number one is like no i am hyper focused on this thing there's nothing but that thing and we have to break him out of that cycle and be like no let's breathe no we don't talk to mommy and daddy that way kind of a thing anyway okay so so you've gotten way better at boundaries the other thing is that since that discussion of my throwaway comment you also got into family history like hardcore right (laughs) (laughs) there's a reel that's going around that's like and I will watch the crimson blood drip from your neck (laughs) and then it's like dude that kid is hardcore cough and I'm like (laughs) when when I want to say like mom that guy is hardcore family history but like it doesn't sound that as great anyway it doesn't roll off the tongue darling not Um, quite but that's what that's exactly what comes to my mind (laughs) when 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 I think about that anyway So you got into family history and that is all about systems and fixing things. And you, something that's very unique about, or at least in my opinion, unique, I'm sure there's other people who do this, right? but unique in your experience, unique in my experience is that you don't get bogged down by all the minutia. You're just like, here is the thing that I need to do. And I'm going to find an answer to that thing. Right. And then if other problems get presented along the way, so be it. We will address those later. We're going to do this thing, which is that whole like hyper focus is great in a situation like that. Right. Right. It's not great in every situation. No. Which is why you have to set boundaries. But but in that kind of a thing, it's great. That's, I think, one of the reasons why I could not go into computer science and do coding, even though I love it. I love it. I remember being with Mr. Eckert. And just, like, loving that class. I'm like, oh, this is the best class ever. Partly because he's just the best teacher ever. But um, even though I loved coding so much, it was getting caught up in, like, oh, my gosh, there's all these errors. I don't know where to fix my code. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go through it one by one. Not going to let it bother me. It's going to be great. Right. There's just certain people, I think, who are built for that. And it does... It's um, it's one of the things where coding does change the way you think, right? Because I right. do think about things differently since I've done coding. You're like, oh, here's this problem. Let's address this thing before we get to this thing. Let's do these processes better than we did before. 
but there's still um, a part of me that gets bogged down and becomes really anxious about stuff. And so, right. so yeah. So since also doing the family history, it made me very maybe acutely aware of how well built you are for mm. something like software engineering. And it kind of, this is even before we talked about you actually going back to school. Right. right? I was like, man, he's so good at this. Right. And then um, realizing like, oh yeah, you would be really good at this like software engineering stuff. And then it just like happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we had, interestingly, we had decided that I would just finish the mechanical engineering degree and try and work in more software-oriented positions until I could get kind of in a place where I was fully doing it. So even for a couple weeks now, that's been the plan. Right, that is true. That I would, the plan has been that I would shoot to end up in some sort of software engineering job. And it's just been what, the last, like, three days that we've decided, like, no, you really need to go through and get a full-on software engineering degree, not just try and adapt your current degree to that. Well, and the other thing is is that we also still feel strongly about you getting your mechanical engineering degree as well. Right. Yeah, so, so that so it's I'm not It's not just one or the other. It is both. Going to double major to match my triple associates. Yeah, and he was making a joke last night that it's like, I'll have three associates, I'll have two bachelors, then I need one master's, and then it'll be a pyramid. (laughs) And I'm like, no. As long as it's not a scheme. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like those around here. Um, I don't know many people who actually do like Nobody likes pyramid schemes. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I, I think that, I don't know. It's just one of those things where sometimes people... I will hear people say, well, how do you know that God exists? And I'm like, because things work out so perfectly and there's no possible way that they just happened that way. Yeah. Like, like if you leave things to their own devices, they don't get better. They get worse. Yeah. And so, yes, we're trying to make things better, but we're human and we could not have planned that. No. There's no human being on the planet who could plan that. Like even Elon yeah. Musk, who's like super brain and like tries to be, or like people will talk about like Jeff Bezos and like how efficient both of those people are with their time. And they have to be right because they hustle and grind all day, every day. But we are not those kinds of people, but even they could not do that. Right. right? They could not plan everybody's lives out to work out as well as they do. And I, I really do believe that, it's because it's not that we're special. It's not because of anything special. I think that it's... Um, if I it, were special, I would have figured this out when I started doing oh, school. For freaking <laughs> heck, yeah. <laughs> Dang straight. Um, oh. But we just... I don't know. I just have such faith that God is in the details and that he knows what's going to be best for us. He's not interested in like the most efficient path. Right. He's m- interested in the, the best people. He's like, okay, yeah, maybe this would be the most efficient path, but what's going to be- make the best Nathaniel? What's going to make the best share? What's going to make the best this person, you know? Right. And that's what he's interested in. 
And so I think that that's a big thing. So people will be like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, I, I don't know. All I know is that every single time I put something good out into the universe, it comes back and gets me. And people like to call that karma. And I think it's karma in the form of God. <laughs> that's right. I just think that God is karma <laughs> and everything, or that karma is God, something, however that's supposed to be phrased. I think uh, probably God controls karma. God controls karma. But it's also like, it's one of those, like, we see it time and time again. If you put good things out into the universe, if you donate to charity, if you serve people, if you do those things, no matter what you believe in, good things will almost always come of it. Don't you dare eat that microphone. <laughs> but it looks delicious. No, it doesn't. It looks gross. Don't lie to yourself about microphones being delicious anyway so yeah so that's kind of our story for this week yeah that's that's kind of how this week has gone yeah. and it's only monday <laughs> it's only monday well it's let's see this uh, this um i don't think we need to get specific about the actual day well i'm just gonna say like <laughs> technically if we want to go from that standpoint it's only been like three days <laughs> like yeah that we've been into this week but yeah it's uh, Monday evening. That's when we're recording this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's something you've been thinking deeply about this week or today? Today? This week. I don't know. Whatever's easier. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I just gave I'll, a lot I'll of make thoughts. this easy on you. <laughs> um, yeah, but those are all based on my thoughts. Okay, fine. Whatever. You're just feeding off my energy. I know, but I do that. I feed off of other people. No, that's great. I'm a changeling. Except for the, the, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not feeding throw off back, people. Throwback to my little pony. My little pony. Stuck in baloney. <laughs> Don't knock the computer over because we're janky. <laughs> um, be afraid. Be very afraid. I was actually... I was just thinking about how sometimes you want to be somebody and you're not that person and you want to be that person so bad but it's just not in your nature to be that person right like, I would love to be the super um what do we call that super like influencer no or, like no, yes but no like I would just love to be able to decorate really well. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> and make things interior look, designer. Like kind of like green thumb, but it's a decorating thumb. Like you just make everything look beautiful. Every room in the house looks touched by an angel. Right, exactly. Which I know is not realistic, right? I know that's not realistic. I know even the most greatest, the greatest, sorry, not the most greatest, the greatest decorators don't even have that kind of reality but I do know like that there's just part of me that wants to be I don't know I just want to make things beautiful and sometimes right. it's hard to feel like I'm beautiful that things around me are beautiful because we're always a mess what a mess um what the heck so yeah. Anyway, so those are the things that I've been thinking about. It's and like we have children. <laughs> I know. And everything. And then also, like, minimalism. Like, what part... Because we've been... That's another thing that we've tried to adopt this year. 
is minimalism. It's a year of change. Yep. <laughs> I feel like every year is a year of change. Yeah, they, they kind of are. That's kind of just how life is. Right. It's a life of change. Yeah. Well, and it, the thing is that it was, it was very timely because it came at a time that I was really down. I was struggling hardcore. And um, for anybody who knows me, I struggle with anxiety and depression, postpartum or otherwise. Um, but it really started with number one and... I don't know like that things will ever go back to the way that they were. Yeah, probably not. Um, cause it just like in the sweetest way possible, having a baby is awesome, but it destroys your body. And so trying to like get back to that, some sense of normalcy is really hard. And now we've had three kids and it's great. Like I love being a mom. Like I said earlier, like I, feel like the important things that I need to be doing are at home and I've received answers that say the same thing. Right. But, um, it can be hard. And so earlier this year when I was struggling with that, I happened upon Dawn from the minimal mom. She is primarily a YouTube channel, but she does have a podcast so you can check her out. The minimal mom. Um, and I love listening to her. She's just like, when I watch her videos, I'm like, I don't feel tired or anything. I'm right. like, I feel inspired. I feel like I want to go do things. And she was the one who first, she was kind of the first person I saw who was like really trying to live a life of minimalism. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And she said a lot of things that resonated me with me. like, But not like minimalism to the point of what looks like insanity, right? Right. Like some people like, want to live like that. She's also, she's, she's realistic. She's a, yeah. She, and that she... sounds, that sounds terrible to the, the culture of minimalism. Cause a lot of these people that live that minimalistically are happy doing it. Oh yeah. But it's not realistic for a family. Really. Right. Well, and, and, and her, her take on minimalism is very realistic. Well, and she also says a lot. She's like, minimalism is different for every person. You stop where you stop, right? Right. But, like, there are rules around it as far as, like, if you have clutter in spaces, you're not done decluttering yet kind of a thing. Right. And I love that rule because, but from, from a purely scientific standpoint, we know that the stress that is put on the mind and everything from things that we know are cluttering up or whatever in those spaces, like those put stress on us, right? Even though we're not thinking about them. So she talks about how much do you want to manage, right? Do you want to manage this now or do you want to manage it later? Um, or she'll talk about like it from the point perspective of like motherhood or parenthood, like people tell you sticky floors, messy house, happy kids, but right. why doesn't it feel true? Right. Why Why doesn't it make you happy when your house is like that? Right. And it's because you're not. Your spirit and your soul is crying out like, help me. And it doesn't feel peaceful. And I think as our nature, as humans, is to, we crave that peace when we don't have it. Right. And so we try to go looking for it in other ways by buying things or by... Um, burying ourselves in our phones or whatever other things that we can do to kind of suppress it. Essentially by making the problem worse. Right, exactly. And so it's, it's not 
I had to become really aware that it's like, oh, I am burying myself in my phone because I don't want to face the reality that is my house. Right. And so we got rid of a lot of things and everything. We're still getting rid of stuff. And has a way of creeping back in. It does. And that's another thing that they talk about is like not, um, what, how do they say it? Like minimalism is not just the art of getting rid of things, but uh, keeping things out that you don't need. Taking a thermodynamics class right now. And we would say we do not want a steady flow system. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So do not want a steady flow system. And so she said that, that like rang true with me and everything. And, and so it's just that, Oh, and then the other thing like dishes, she's like, at this point in their lives, they only have one dish per child, like one kind of dish. Um, so it's like every child will have a cup, every child will have a bowl and every child will have a plate. I don't know if they still use that system. Cause I think that is one of her older videos, but it made it so simple to be able to put everything away. And it wasn't a big deal. And, um, she's like, because if there's physically less dishes to do, like, it can't get piled up. Right. And, um, and I loved that. The loved, the limiting ability of putting a bunch of plates underneath your bed or whatever. So like we still have most of our like practical dishes. I can see them actually from where I'm sitting right now. We're sitting in my closet on the floor (laughs) because it's one of the quietest. Don't reveal our secrets. Hey babe, it's realistic. (laughs) Um, parent podcast. Um, and so, it's like I can see them or whatever. Right. So they're accessible if we have anybody over, but I don't have to worry about doing them because they're not in a place that's accessible right? on the day to day or whatever. Right. And so that has made a huge difference and also being realistic about what do we actually use? Right. And getting rid of a lot of those things or whatever, like in my head, like now I'm like, Oh man, what other like pots and pans can we get rid of so that we don't have to store them anymore? And everything, which is like weird. And people would probably think like, oh, why would you think about that? But I'm like, this is, I don't know. These are just the things that I think about and everything. And so anyway, so being that person and everything and wanting to be that minimalist mom and wanting to have a beautiful house, which we don't particularly live in the prettiest house on the block. I would say it's probably actually the ugliest house considering the neighborhood that we live in because we live in a neighborhood yeah, with a lot I guess of retired on our block if you go up the road a little ways they've got us beat yeah but that's like but... a half a mile <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> so it's not and and then also i don't know it's just been a year of learning that it's like we are not here to try and have looks for other people and trying to impress other people. Although like that is the temptation, right? That it's like, we are working on things. We don't have to justify our work in progress to somebody else who's looking in and doesn't understand. Right. Learning to be okay with what other people are seeing when they don't know the whole story. Right. And then also being willing to put in the work because sometimes there have been times where I haven't been willing to put in the work and I'm just tired and I don't want to do it. And then I'm frustrated because I'm like, I want it to be done, but I know that I don't want to do it. Right. right. 
And so, yeah, so that's kind of been something that I've been thinking about and thinking about how like, Christmas is coming up. And there's a lot of things that come with that, especially with like not so much your family since we're doing your mom had this genius idea of not doing Christmas on Christmas anymore. Right. Instead of doing like, we'll instead do a Christmas vacation, but we're going to do it like over Memorial Day weekend. Right. So that they don't have to fight with the in-laws. Right. So that it's less chance of conflicting with the in-laws for major holidays. And then instead of doing gifts and like drawing names like you guys used to do, instead you'll do, we'll do uh, a family trip. Right. And do experiences because especially, I feel like your family especially is very into experiences, the memories and everything. That is a, a big deal. It was, yeah, it's a huge, family. huge part of our, our childhood and our growing up. And Yeah. And your mom like bent over backwards to make sure that. To give us those kinds of experiences yeah. growing up and kind of ended up instilling that in us, that sense of adventure and desire to go and do things. Right. Which is one of those things where I'm like, I need to be, <laughs> I need to be that mom, right? But in turn, it's one of those things where it's like, I do love adventure. I love taking the kids out and doing things more than I love being the mom who decorates right. and doing those things. And so it's like, I have to, I've been putting down to rest my desire to have the most pretty decorated house ever. But in exchange, we're going to have a simple house. And a house that we can have lots of adventures in. Like we have a really big swing set that my dad made. My dad and grandpa and Nathaniel. You helped. Um, put together for the kids. And like super tall. And everything so that. Um, you don't have to like push them every 30 seconds. <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> it's like you can do like three pushes. And then like go push another child for a while. And they're like okay. They'll like swing for a while. Um. And we have a tree fort with a slide and we're going to do a, like a little rock wall yeah, an inclined, going up to it. Inclined rock wall. So that they could kind of, they can kind of like do those things or whatever, have fun with it or whatever. Um, and, and it's great cause we have quite a bit of land for them to be able to do that on. Right. Which I was used to as a kid. We had half an acre and you guys also had, we had 45 acres at one point yeah which was great and so <laughs> plus there was nobody around us so we are constantly going across the the farm fields when there weren't crops in them and going and there was a like a creek out in the back so we would go play in that little forested area and the creek and everything it was a lot of fun yeah and so anyway so that that's kind of what's been on my mind is just this is who I am and letting the person die, letting my fantasy self die and that that's okay. Sorry, I keep bumping things. Learning to accept who you are and where you are. Right. So that you can develop the things that are really most important to you. Right. And then also like we've talked about recently, like we have a, an Instagram account that is public and everything. Right. That's just us. Yep. Right. It actually was, it originally was formed because of this podcast, but then we ended up having to not start the podcast. So we didn't ever post a link. And so it was just there. It was just public. It was weird. And then 
now it's kind of turned into a place where we have done some reels. I've done reels solo. You have not done reels solo. I would love to see you Guilty do a reel solo. <laughs> yeah. That would be really funny to see what you came up with. Um, and in our most, in my most recent reel, I choreographed a dance to Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree, just like the first like 30 seconds of the song. And it was super fun to do and everything, but posting it was super hard because I, there's a part of me that like always has wanted to be dancer, singer, slash influencer, because I just loved to do those things as a kid. I did those things clear up until we got married. And then once we got married, I stopped dancing in my spare time and everything because I never did it professionally. And I obviously didn't stop singing, but it became far less than what I would do and everything. Everything became far less and I lost a lot of joy because I was like, oh, now I'm a married woman. Now I don't do these things because those are things that um, only teenage share does and everything. This is only child share does these things. Only child share has dreams about things that aren't real. Right, because you felt like you had to give up those things in order to be what you were now felt like you were supposed to be. Right. And then coming to the reality that it's like, well, because I, as a teenager, I wanted to be like what now we classify as the influencer or like the motivational speaker on like Instagram or whatever. Like that's what I have always wanted to be since as long as I can remember is I wanted to be somebody who could be everybody's big sister who they could count on and rely on. And I never felt like I ever did that. Right. And then as I have gone back and talked to people from my childhood, they're like, yeah, I just always knew that you could be my friend or I just knew that you were there. Like you were just, you know, everybody, we just knew that you loved everybody doing it without even knowing it. Yeah, and I think I just doubted that what I was doing mattered. And well, it wasn't, so you weren't getting visible feedback, right? I wasn't. There's, yeah. There's not It's there one thing to cues. right, it's one thing for these people to know that they can they can come to you or rely on you, but there's that's a very awkward thing to say to somebody. Am I making a difference in your life? <laughs> well, yes, it'd be very <laughs> awkward to ask about, but it's also like just because you feel that way about someone doesn't mean it naturally comes up in a conversation to say, hey, you know what? I just really appreciate that you're someone I can rely on. Right. Especially as teenagers. Right? right. Teenagers don't don't talk about those things. Yeah. That's like forbidden subject matter. Oh, yeah. And so now as an adult and hearing hearing those experiences from people in my childhood and then also hearing things from, from other people like throughout my adult life about things that I do in my adult life and just like thank you for being there for me and for listening or whatever you know or I loved what you said like I don't know what it is I don't know why I get up to bear my testimony every single fast and testimony meeting I never plan on it I'm like yep this is going to be the month where I don't do it and then I still (laughs) do it and I'm like what is wrong with me um (sighs) Heavenly Father's like, yeah, 
Sorry, your testimony is not strong enough. You need to get up and bear it again. Because Something's <laughs> wrong with my feet. Yes, because when I put one foot in front of the other, I go like this and like this, and I end up at the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be so dated. It is. Like, I'm sure that somebody's going to come back. Well, actually, I don't know this. I'm sure that nobody's going to listen to this podcast. Right, but if anybody ever does listen to this in like five years, they're going to be like, like, what what? on earth are they talking about? Pop culture reference from a reel. Get over it. Um. (laughs) Living our life. (laughs) It's just another reel. (laughs) I'm sorry. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Which is a Billy Joel song. Yeah, but that might actually still be around. In that'll five years. still be around, but that particular snippet. Billy Joel will last for decades. He already for has. Decades. He already has. He might even last for a century. I'm sure he will. Um, There's especially a after to his music. Yeah, especially after this last year, 2020, and everybody's like, um, "We didn't start the fire." Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that was big. Um. Anyway. Where were we? I can't remember. I don't know. What it doesn't we were matter saying. anymore. Um, <laughs> I think I think we were saying, oh, when. So now hearing like, oh, I was doing these things. Before. Right. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize it. And now I'm getting this feedback. I'm like, oh, I am that person. And I am now. I used to think I was fat. Like, right. I wasn't like it wouldn't stop me from eating. Like, Right. I loved food too much. You didn't have an eating disorder because you thought you were fat. I was just like. You just had an image disorder because you thought you were fat. Yeah, I just was like, I'm pudgy. I just feel like I'm pudgy, right? Because people had always told me I was surrounded by dainty girls growing up. And I was an early developer and got made fun of a lot for wearing bras. And there was a whole bunch of issues with that, right? Like, it just was like, it's stupid. Kids are stupid sometimes. Amen, sister. Teach your kids to be nice. Um, don't and if you ever catch them doing that kind of stuff or whatever, be like, um, no, we don't do that. Okay. Um, and obviously kids still have their their choices that they make or whatever, but do not allow it to persist. We don't allow bullying. Anyway, so I always felt pudgy because I was big. I was bigger than everybody else. It is the way that my genetics predisposed me to be right right and so then once i had simeon once so then once i had number one i didn't like i looked back at pictures and i was like man i'm so thin like why did right. i even think i was fat <laughs> or whatever it's amazing or, how our perspective or shifts. i didn't think i was fat i just knew i just thought i was a little bit pudgy right right and then realizing like oh no i wasn't at all but now I have gained, over the three kids, I gained, let's see, a hundred and, nope, 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 that's not the right number. (laughs) One million pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I gained 75 pounds. Okay. Which is a lot, right? Yeah. And it's not healthy, and I'm not proud of it. I'm I'm not happy that I have that weight. Right. However, it's made me acutely aware of how I like saying that it makes me sound smart, acutely aware. I just have to say that. Like I just love saying it. It makes me acutely aware. I love the way it sounds. Uh, anyway, it's made me acutely aware of how 
much I fit my personality now. Uh huh. That I am a big fat lady, <laughs> big fat white lady who loves everybody. And I'm like, I love to dance and I love to shake my booty and, you know, all the things, do a little shimmy. And I just love that, right? Right. I am not happy all the time, right? But I have found joy for the most part in my life. Right. Right. And kind of right now, it's funny. I'm talking about having joy. And right now I'm kind of in a rut. <laughs> I'm actually like on my way back up out of the rut. And I'm like, got to find joy. Got to find joy. Right. Got to make joy. Got to do something. I'm like <laughs> throwing confetti in the air. <laughs> joy dar on full alert. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really though? <laughs> I'm fine. Anyway. So, um. So yeah, so that's kind of so that's kind of what I've come to realize is that it's like no matter how skinny I am, no matter what I am, I can still find joy if I'm fat, if I'm skinny, if I'm in the middle of being pregnant, which is like one of the worst experiences of my entire life. I simultaneously love and hate being pregnant. And or doing dishes or the you know the regular day-to-day grind that it's like there is purpose in this. There is joy in this. And that also, in all that, I am loving people. I am making a difference. And so in the post that I made, my most recent reel, choreographed the thing. And then in that, I realized kind of as I was writing it, I was like, this is my stage. This right. is my little stage in this corner of the internet with my 44 followers. <laughs> Ooh, we're up there. So many followers. <laughs> Two are going which, viral. Two of which are our accounts. Uh, <laughs> we're not padding that at all. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, this, the percentage is like not even that big of a deal. Like <laughs> it's nothing, but it's um, it's one of those things where it's like I'm making a difference. And what's funny is there, there's always somebody else, right? The person who inspired me. Right. To get on Instagram and do the things or whatever. Her name is Sandra Wagner. And her and her family and husband do funny reels and just share stuff that's relatable and everything. And she's like, hey, if I did Instagram reels, would you guys participate? And I was like, heck yeah. (laughs) And I was like, what did I just agree to? What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? the thing from Les Mis. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so... and she's you become the one who got, a thief in the night? No, I won't become a thief in the night. But what about she, a dog on the run? No. Okay, good. I, 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 no. Cool. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> See you. <laughs> so she's the one who inspired me, mm. and somebody else inspired her. Right. And somebody else inspired the person that inspired Sandra, right? Like there's it's always just, a bigger there's fish. Always, there's always a bigger fish. There's always another <laughs> inspirational person that somebody got their inspiration from. And it's amazing and divine that way, right? Like that it's set up that way, that there's always somebody who has inspired somebody else. Right. And so, um, so she's my inspiration. We can, we can create this positive feedback loop amongst our communities that right. is just constantly building each other up and, and encouraging us to stretch and grow and do things that we might not otherwise think of doing. Right. And so so I'm grateful for her 
doing that because then it opened us up to this whole thing. And then we kind of got started with like doing the dance and everything. This, it was the dance to, um, let's groove tonight and everything. That's the one. Um, and we did so good. Like the, I only took 300 takes. It didn't take 300 takes. Good heavens. <laughs> it maybe took. It All maybe of those took, were my fault, by the way. No, actually, I messed up. I messed up a fair bit of them because I would be paying attention to you so much that I would forget to Therefore, do it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. It's, no, it's my fault. I could have been paying attention better. Anyway. It's okay. Well, we can 100% ascribe any failings no. in a dance routine to me. No. That is like. We can't do that because the I have to take thing personal from my responsibility. Wheelhouse. For my actions. You do that, but we're going to take public responsibility on me. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Do what you want to do. Live your life. Uh, I don't care. Um, I don't want to yell into the microphone. You don't want to blow people's ears out? That's no, very I nice don't. of you. Um, <gasps> no, Nathaniel. Don't do it. I moved my <laughs> microphone away thinking inadvertently thinking that it would stop you from yelling into the microphone. <laughs> if I can't re- yell into mine, he can't yell into his. It's <laughs> like hiding your eyes so that people right. can't see you. They can't see me. I, ca- I can't see them. They can't see me. However that line goes. Anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, she. So, we posted it. Oh, so I posted it before word correlation, word visionary correlation one night. Took a million takes, as Nathaniel said, and um, <laughs> and then I went back to it, and it had 700 likes. And we were like, what is this? What the heck? And I freaked out. Oh, yeah. Because. You were not ready for that level I was of publicity. Nope. I was not ready, and I was like, ah, what am I going to do? Um. I think just because I was so worried about being judged still, and I was not ready for that. Well, and you had privacy concerns as well. Right. And so we made kind of a pact, like, our kids will never be on our account. If they are, their faces will be covered, right? Like, it's it's a very... We are very into the protecting child privacy and against human trafficking or whatever. And, and so some people might say that that's really extreme, and everything but but um, it's so easy with the internet and the way things are in the world today like you you have to be hyper vigilant and so yeah so that's the stance that we've taken not everybody does and that's okay we are not judging we're not doing any of that but we will encourage we will always encourage privacy of these children right because they're children they don't they don't need to be plastered on the internet or whatever it's um and, like, I don't think that people look at it that way. Right. Right. But I have had seen some pretty horrific things and heard some pretty horrific things. And it has scarred me for life in a good way. Um, in, like, a you don't ever do this, okay? Right. <laughs> kind of way. Um, it's kind of like one of those simulations that they do at schools where sometimes somebody will be fake hurt from, like, an accident or something. Did they ever, did you, have you ever heard of those? No. Okay. I'll tell you about it in a sec. <laughs> we'll do one more tangent and then we'll be done. Anyway. So we set boundaries and then we've posted and everything. And we're not super consistent about posting reels and posting stuff in general, but nope. we're super cool. 
everything you should oh, yeah. follow us. At. We are the coolest people in the whole world. Yeah. That's we, why we have 44 followers. Yes. Because we, and or we also. 42 official followers. 42 official followers. But <laughs> we were Cruella and Jasper for Halloween with yep. our little Dalmatians. And uh, we do like really cool stuff. Every single time I post a reel, I'm like, we are so bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> We're so cool. I'm like posting stuff on the internet. What I am this? the shiz. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And so, anyway. So, yeah. So, it's just it's just funny. And everything. It's like every time we post. So, now so now we post. And it's cool. And you should go follow us at Virgin Cocktail Hour. Yeah. Keep looking for that first solo uh, reel by me. When it happens, it's going to be grand. I hope that you do it at school so that I have no idea what it is. That would that would be ideal, wouldn't it? You should, like, get your team in on it. Oh, yeah? Or whatever, yeah. You'd be like, hey, you want to be on my Instagram page? <laughs> you want to be in front of my millions of followers? <laughs> There's yeah. 42 of them. <laughs> no, what you, no you don't, what, you, what you say is millions of them, but then you, like, give the decimal for whatever 42 is of, like, a million or the percentage of whatever a million oh, is okay. to 42. So that gotcha. Sense. Yeah, I have point zero 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 something something of followers. million right. followers. Right. Okay, and, I see what you're saying. Like, what? And you'd be like, it's just 42 followers, but I had to make it sound impressive. I have point zero 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 one percent of a million followers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds way less impressive than 42. <laughs> right? 42 actually sounds somewhat reasonable. Now I'm curious, so I have to look up what <laughs> what percentage of a million 42 is. Point zero 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 four two, But that's uh, in percent. That's point zero zero four percent Nice. Sweet. We have point zero zero four percent of a million followers. Man, that's less than what I get back from my bank for interest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In other words, we have zero percent of a million followers. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to round that. <clears throat> so we are outside of the three significant figure margin. <laughs> yeah. Um I, there was something I was going to tell you about, but I can't remember. It was about people getting injured at school, but not actually being injured at school. Oh, yeah. So at the school that I went to, every year or something, there would be something where they would do a simulation or every other year something where they would do a simulation and somebody would have gotten hurt and would be all make up with fake blood. It was one of the students. Right. Right. Which they, of they course picked one of the drama fake. majors. No, actually, <laughs> not at all. Um, but it was something oh. that kind of like everybody knew, like everybody loved them kind of a thing. Right. And um, they would get hit or something like that. Sometimes it was in the car and they would get life lighted, like, quote. Like, okay. And they would take them up in the helicopter or whatever. And it was a huge thing. So and people would get really emotional. Right. Right. And so it was one of those things where it was like a scar you for life in a good kind of way kind of experience because they'd be like, don't text and drive because one of the teachers at the school, actually her husband was paralyzed because somebody was texting and driving. Right. And everything. And so, yeah. So it's just one of those things where 
like they would do that those kinds of simulations now interesting there were also other kinds of simulations where we would do this the school like it's such a nerdy school dude like <laughs> i don't really ever hear about people doing simulations and i'm like simulations are the best thing or because you get to <laughs> learn a lot of stuff without having to like be it's a simulation right like there's there's zero stakes there's zero stakes so we did one where we like communicated strictly through our eyes okay and everything so you had to be like seven inches apart and then you would look into each other's eyes or whatever you'd be looking down and everybody had two popsicle sticks and you would look into each other's eyes for a little bit and then when they told you to look down and everything then you'd look down and then you would reach behind your back and you would give them however many popsicle sticks you wanted to give them right okay so it's like but the goal at the end is that everybody had to have two popsicle sticks right okay so it was like a game right but it was like who's going to win who's going to lose so sometimes people would give all of their popsicle sticks and other people would give none like the other person would give none of them so then they would have four popsicle sticks and this person would be left with zero. Right. Do you lose if you have more than two popsicle sticks? Uh, that's why I'm getting to that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so I'm very interested in the rules of this game. It actually was really emotional because you could tell what they were. You could tell what they were saying, right? You go back and listen to like what they were telling you, and you're like, that's exactly what I thought you were saying. Right. And everything. Like with their eyes? Yeah. And so you're like, you're just looking at each other's eyes, and it's like really cool or whatever. And people are like, this is really weird. A bunch of high school students doing that. Everybody thinks it's super weird until you do it yourself. Right. Right. And then you're like, wow, that's powerful. Huh? So all of us did this. And then there was somebody who, um, you'd be looking down and you'd move over one. Right. Right. And you, you, you'd be switching, right? There was a system in which you were switching each with people every single time. So the person that I came to next, it was like, you don't get to meet this person. And it was devastating. I was like, I thought we were going to get to meet everyone, right? Like right. you already know these people, but this is a way that you're getting to meet them in a way that you've never met them before. Right. And so, um, so I skip, we skipped this person and then it was like, you can go to there. They gave you an opportunity to go to whoever you wanted to. You can go meet that person that you didn't get to to meet or whatever right and then you get to anyway so then at the very end everybody has their popsicle sticks you do an exchange every single time right with every single person so there are people who have one popsicle stick or none right and there are other people who have more or two right right so they're like okay you need to figure it out right everybody needs to have two popsicle sticks or whatever and so then like some people would like it's just like okay um, go ahead and exchange popsicle sticks and you will exchange popsicle sticks with some sometimes, but then people would sometimes give all their popsicle sticks so that somebody else didn't have to be on the other side of the line. Gotcha. Right. So like they had two popsicle sticks and another person had one and they're like, I can't bear to see you on the other side of that line. And right. I'm going to give you this popsicle stick. And now they're on the other side. So my teacher, sister, not sister, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Christensen, or we would call her DC because those were her, her maiden name and her, uh, married name. She said, okay, what if 
the people who had more than <coughs> more than two didn't want to give their popsicle sticks. And I was racking my brain for how it could be possible. And then the kind of the epiphany, right, came where it was like, think of a way that everybody can have two popsicle sticks without anybody having to give their extra, right? Because what if those people aren't willing? Uh huh. And somebody then, she then took somebody's popsicle stick and broke it in half. Oh. And it was such a weird moment and everything. <laughs> and like so many people were crying. I was crying because I am that person and everything. But it was like, you make do with what you have and you do everything that you possibly can to get everybody on that other side of the line. Right. And everything. Anyway, so yeah. I love that school. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so That's simulations. That's cool. And everything. It's something that I'm like, I would love to do that with like a youth group. Right. Or something. And be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And everything. And it's like, it's just a really cool experience. I encourage all of you to go to somebody. Maybe if you know them, maybe you don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> do this to complete strangers. Do this to complete that strangers. Would be... No, actually, I, there was a time that I now am very observant of people's eyes uh-huh. and everything. I'm like, what are their eyes telling me? And everything. And even if you're not staring deeply into their eyes, like it's, it's still pretty, pretty amazing to kind of see what you can pick up from people. Anyway, right. so I'd love to do it with a youth group and kind of see what people gleaned from it and know what, what their thoughts were. So yeah, anyway, that's a whole tangent. And this is why we have this podcast. That's right. So we can do all these weird discussions. So yeah. Anyway, I think that's the end. What do you think? Yeah, I think that about settles it. Thank you so much for listening, you viewer, you not viewer, listener, listener, listener. <laughs> um, we are so thankful that you are listening. If yes. we have anybody who listens, somebody will listen, even if it's just our moms. That's right. <laughs> Your moms are contractually obligated to listen to everything <laughs> you do. Like, I made that. It's beautiful. That's right. Anyway, so we're thankful for you being here with us and listening to our discussion and being a fly on the wall in the closet. That's right. Hiding in the sock drawer. <laughs> it smells. <laughs> I thought those ones were clean. No, they're not. They're not clean. They're gross. I worked in them yesterday. Why are they back in the sock drawer? Because the kids put them there. That sounds about right. That's the only reason I could think <laughs> of socks being it's dirty back at the, the sock drawer. The only reasonable explanation, <laughs> for sure. I was lazy, and I didn't want to put... <laughs> in the sock drawer seemed better than in the laundry, and also than on the floor, <laughs> which would have been infinitely easier. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening, and we will talk to you later, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.